You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. What do you see is the title of this devotion. And what we see does determine our life and our focus, of course, our vision, our direction. You know, I love that little scripture. My father wrote this to my mother in a letter in 1952, and he put 30 PS 32.8. And I asked my mom, Mom, what, what means PS 32.8 mean? She says, of course, that's Psalm 32, verse 8. I will guide you with my eye and I will instruct you in the way that you should go. And, you know, I I love that little scripture that my father sent to my mother uh, so long ago. And it lives in my heart to know that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and that his eyes are upon you and me and that He guides us and instructs us and teaches us in the way that we should go. And what you focus on, what you look at in life does make all the difference. If you think about it, remember how Jesus was baptized by John. We read this in Luke chapter 3, verse 22. And as He came up from the water, He prayed and heaven opened and the Spirit of the Lord descended and remained upon Him in the form of a dove, like the the wings of a dove like this. And, uh, And God spoke from heaven and said, You are my Son, in you I'm well pleased. And this was something very visible. John said in John, the Gospel of John chapter 1, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining, he is the one. Three times John the Baptist says there, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize said to me. You see, and John the Baptist saw the Spirit descending and remaining upon Jesus. And then Jesus, it says in Luke chapter 4, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and was tempted by the devil. And it says there, and the devil showed him all the glory and powers and increased wealth of the world in a blink of an eye, so to speak, and said to him, all this was given to me and I give it to whomever I wish. If you bow before me, it's yours. He showed it to him. You see, all of a sudden, this image came into Jesus, and it was a temptation, because the Bible says there he was tempted. But Jesus immediately came back and says, it is written, you shall worship the Lord, and him only shall you serve. (laughs) You see, Jesus had the Word living inside of him to counteract the wrong vision. And I am so glad that God writes His Word in your and my heart so that when we see things, we can inwardly have a knowing if this is something we're to look at or not to look at. 
Folks, you can see something, that's one thing. To look at it is another. In other words, that can be you're driving around the road and there's a billboard of some indecent picture, you see it and you look the other way. If your mind starts saying to you, look back, look back, look back, and you go, no, that's not for me. That's not for me. And you don't look back. Do you see the difference? You saw it, but you don't look at it. And the devil is ready to show you a lot of things, but you have to decide if you're going to look at it or not. <laughs> and I want to take you to the book of Zechariah, because all of us can come into a place where we don't see so clearly. You know, there was a time you said, oh, Father, I could so clearly see what you had for me. I could so clearly see what you wanted me to do. I could so clearly see what you had me involved in. I could so clearly see that I was doing your will and doing your work, but I can't see it, Lord. I can't see it. All of us, all of us go through that. The best of us can go through times we just can't see it. And even though we can't see it, we still keep walking by faith. We don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith, the Scripture teaches us. So here in Zechariah chapter 4, now the book of Zechariah is a very important book because Zechariah, 13 chapters of his book, he was one of the most phenomenal prophets concerning details of Jesus coming and Jesus, uh, what Jesus did. I mean, Zechariah was a phenomenal prophet, but even though he was so phenomenal and he had such an accuracy in his gift and he had such a discipline over his conscience to be able to only look at that which the Father was showing him, he had moments he struggled. So don't think if you have struggles that you must be some misfit in the kingdom. No, don't believe those lies of the devil where the devil says, well, you're not that spiritual because yeah, you never see clearly. And they can see clearly, see they know what they're called to, but don't believe those lies of the devil. It's not true. No, we're all equally loved by our Heavenly Father and all that He has prepared for us, He will show us. Each and every one of us in our own unique way, He will show us because the Father loves us all just the same. Absolutely, He's not a respecter of persons. So here you have a man with such a phenomenal grace and gift and he had his struggles. Okay, so go with me to chapter 4. And what's important maybe... I should mention this before I read it. Why do you think Zechariah was having a struggle at this time? Why? Was he maybe spiritually um, becoming a bit lukewarm, becoming a bit self-absorbed, becoming a bit indifferent, becoming a bit idle, uh, becoming a bit too much weaned away by the uh, passing things of this life, that he spiritually was a bit dim? No, friends, no. He was struggling a bit because of the weight. Listen closely. I really believe this is the word of the Lord for you. The weight of the struggle on society. You see, the depression that Israel was confronted with at that moment because of opposition, because of delay, because of, 
Oh, constant challenge and, and constant opposition and challenge that, that there was such weariness and there was such fainting on society that people just had lost the will to live and the will to rebuild and the will to restore. I mean, they were living in the day of restoration. They were living in the day of restoration and restoring and, and it just was tough. And that was on society and the weight of society was pushing on God's servant. And I believe that is what's happening today for many of us who are in the kingdom of God. The weight of society is very heavy and that is pushing on the church and it's pushing on God's anointed ones and it's important we realize that, okay? So here we are in chapter four of Zechariah, famous chapter. The angel who talked with me came back. In other words, this angel had ministered to him before and wakened me as a man who is wakened out of his sleep. That does not mean that the prophet was sleeping at that moment, but he spiritually became alert as if some, and it's like waking up. You can be in deep sleep, you wake up, and bam, you become aware of the room. You understand? That is what he's trying to show you, that his spiritually seeing again was like waking up. And he said to me, the angel, what do you see? So I said, I'm looking. And I love that statement, I'm looking. If you can't see right now, you know, and my question today in this devotion is, what do you see? And if you say, yeah, Pastor Robert, I, I don't know what I see anymore. I'm trying not to look at everything I see because I can't bear it. It's all too depressing and frustrating and too frightening and too negative and, and demoralizing and so forth. And I understand these feelings. You know, there's a lot of things. I used to look at the news a lot and other things. I'd hardly ever look at the news because I don't, yeah, I don't find it very uh, helpful to give my soul to these things anymore. So maybe you, you say, I don't know what to see, Pastor. I love what the prophet said, I'm looking. Oh, let's keep looking to the Lord. I'm looking. Listen now, he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I'm looking. And there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two of olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl, one on the, on the left. <laughs> so I answered and I spoke to the angel who talked with me and said, and I saying, what are these, my Lord? So let me ask you the question. Did the prophet see? Yes, he saw, but he didn't understand. I would think you probably see more than you realize, but maybe you don't understand, just like the prophet here. And the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. And he answered and said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? You will be like a plain and shall, uh, uh, 
and he shall bring forth the capstone which shouts grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord to me saying, uh, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple and his hands shall also finish it. In other words, my goodness, Zerubbabel, you started well, you will finish well. And I'm looking at you today and I'm saying you've started well, you're going to finish well. This is a breakthrough time. The Lord is helping you to see what he wants you to see. And he gives you understanding so that your joy is renewed like the eagle. And you feel renewed strength coming into your being and saying, praise God for this fresh vision that God's giving me. Praise God for the fresh understanding of what he has given me to see and do. Oh, hallelujah, I feel such an anointing for you right now that the Lord says, I'm anointing your eyes with ourself, according to Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. I'm anointing your eyes with ourself so you may see what I'm showing you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For he has, who has despised the day of small things for these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord who scan through and fro throughout the whole earth. Oh, I, I love all these things here. And I'd like to read it all to you. And I want to encourage you to read it all. But listen, dear friends, don't be weary if you haven't been able to see for a while, shake off the weariness, shake off that feeling of despair. Come on, shake it off. Don't sit there and go, oh God, please, Lord, don't leave me behind. Oh God, please don't forget about me. Oh God, please, I, I don't, don't. No, stop the moping and complaining. I, I'm sorry if that comes across a bit harsh, but please shake it off, shake it off and say, I am yours, Lord. Here I am. Thank you for anointing my eyes with thyself so that I may see what you desire me to see. Oh, my dear friends, the Lord will again show you. Just like the prophet here. He had a time he just couldn't see it even though he was seeing it. You might be looking exactly at what God is showing you and you just can't perceive it. You see it but can't perceive it. The Bible says what I could not see in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, what the ear could not hear, what the heart could not perceive has now been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, those things the Heavenly Father has freely given us in Christ. The Lord comes to us afresh all the time, friends. He does. He will restore. We're living in the day of restoration. I know for some people say, oh, Pastor, I see the opposite. I see decay. I see depravity. I see things just going down, down, down. I agree. There are many things in this world that used to be of great value to man that right now is crumbling because it's not all been founded upon the rock of everlasting glory, Jesus Christ. But those who are standing upon the rock of ages, cleft for me, Jesus Christ, they are being renewed. Oh, while there's darkness in the world, the prophet Isaiah prophesied to us in chapter 60, verse 1, he says, while there is deep, dense darkness on the people, the glory of the Lord shall shall be seen upon you. 
Oh, arise out of prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise and shine for your light has come for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Come on, the Holy Spirit is opening your eyes to see what he wants you to see today. He's anointing you. Let me in closing take you to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, okay? Oh, thank you, Jesus, that we're having this time and these devotions together, hey? We need it. Um, we need it. We need time with the Lord. Well, the disciples, verse 10, came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and he said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been given. You see, for some people, things always stay mysterious because it just, they won't receive it. They won't receive it. It's not given to them. They won't receive it, you see. But to you, things are becoming clear. Things are becoming plain because to you it's being given. Oh, my Father, I'm so glad to be able to see what you're doing today. Hallelujah. And whoever has, Jesus says there in verse 12, to him more will be given, and he will have an abundance. You need to guard what has been given to you. Why not begin to say, Father, thank you that you did this and you did that. And Father, you did this and you did that. Oh, Father, I thank you for this, Lord, and that you are reviving and restoring and renewing. Come on, that is exactly what Zechariah was given to minister to Zerubbabel, uh, the governor, and Joshua, the high priest, in the work of restoration and rebuilding. And today, this is the anointing coming from the throne of grace to open your eyes to see that our Father is restoring and rebuilding and refreshing and renewing His kingdom upon the earth. And we're going to see His kingdom in power with signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit as the Lord Himself bears witness that what He has given us has come from His throne of grace and that what we have is eternal. It's the life of the Son of God, the love of our Heavenly Father. Oh, I just love the Apostle Paul. He, he, he calls himself the chief of all sinners. And he said, and yet I am what I am by the grace of God, because when the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared unto me, it was not by any work of righteousness I had done that he saved me, but he saved me by the washing of being made new inwardly through the Holy Spirit whom he gives generously through Jesus. The Apostle Paul understood that what he saw for his generation was all but grace and grace. And he was such an optimist. My goodness, he could have written letters and letters of all the cruel things Nero was doing that eventually cost him his head. He could have written all the letters about all the depravity of his, of his time that was no more prevalent than it, as it is now. I tell you, dear friends, he could have had letter after letter about all the negative things, but no, he writes letter after letter of letter of all the glories of Jesus Christ. That's what he saw. What do you see? Come on, let's see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Have a good day.